Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Isa Musharbash. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt the surname. I don't want to do a dishonor there. But we're going to be talking about some wonderful subjects. You know, when I first read his book, it was like I kind of did that automatic thing that people do of perception of what you thought it said. And it says, go back to your country. And that's the first thing that hits your mind, because how much rhetoric have we heard about this for so long? But there's another part to it. Go back to your country or stay and defy the odds. That's the part I like about it. That is really the question we have as an immigrant when we go to a new country. I am an immigrant as well. And it is about defying the odds. Doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. You've disrupted your life. You're going somewhere new. It's all very foreign to you. Sometimes it's a foreign language as well. And it is that navigating that new life. And it is not easy. He's written this fabulous book, Go Back to Your, uh, your Own Country. It services conversations of immigration, leadership, entrepreneurship, transformational story of an immigrant boy from Jordan who settled in the United States. The story of finding family, love, faith resultant in his own adversity and serves as an American immigrant story of the 21st century. He's, uh, you know, he accumulated his first property at 24, a multi-million dollar company at 26, president of the university that he dropped out from and wrote the book, Go Back to Your Country. Just the list goes on of his accomplishments. So what we are dealing with here today is somebody who really has chosen to live positively, chosen to look at the glass, not only half full, maybe half full of water, but half full of something else as well, and decided that seize the day, here are the possibilities, what can I do with them? Welcome to the show, Issa. Thank you so much for the, for the warm and beautiful introduction and for having me today with you on the show. Such an honor to be with you. Ah. My pleasure, my pleasure. I, I've, I am an immigrant myself twice over, but obviously English speaking countries, um, a thread of similar cultures, um, British, the British thread was always through it. Um, but it was still an adjustment for me. You know, I was a teenager when I went to the first one and as the second one, I just came kind of blind, landed and weaved my way in. They never did anything kind of the proper way. Uh, and I know that it can be difficult, you know, to, to immerse yourself into new cultures and new ways. Uh, what made you first step away from Jordan and go to the States, especially knowing the States attitude towards immigrants? It wasn't my choice. This was done at an early age. My mother uh, realized early on that bringing her children to the United States uh, for them to get an education here and take advantage of opportunities here would by far put place them in a better position than staying where they were in Amman, Jordan. And so she went through hell and back, Sarah, to yeah, bring her kids uh, to the U.S. and uh, um, she's so happy because now she's grandma 
and she gets to see her grandchildren born yes. in the country of her dreams. Yes. And uh, she sits back um, knowing that the sacrifices, mm -hmm. uh, all of the struggles uh, were, were well, well worth it. Mm -hmm. I, on the grandma front, I am literally a day away, <laughs> hoping to be around. Due date is tomorrow, and we're all on tender hooks. I think I'm more stressed and nervous than she is. Uh, so my first grandson. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to that title very much. Um, as parents, we always want what is better for our kids, and life, in general, is. It's a navigation. It's a struggle. It's a sense of self-discovery. It's a discovering of who you are, what you are, what gift are you bringing to the table, what service you're going to have. And very often there are obstacles that are in the way, but they're not there to bury you. They're mm -hmm. there to raise you up by showing you how you can go through the process and who you're meant to be at the other end of it. So, you know, for your mother, the journey was bringing you kids to give you a better life, which in turn is a better life for her because all her children are happy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but for you, the opportunities, you really seized the day and decided that you to, to seize the opportunities, you have to be a possibility seer. Yes. Yes. Perspective is everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I came here, I had every reason the, to see the total opposite. Mm -hmm. I got here at the age of 12. I did not uh, really know the language. Uh, it was my second time coming here because I, I got here when I was just about three years old. I graduated kindergarten in the United States, learned my ABCs to then find out, oh, we're no longer coming, uh, staying in this country. We're going back to Jordan have to unlearn the English, try to embrace Arabic. By the time I hit 12, you got to let all that go now. You're yeah. going through. Uh, and, 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 and so uh, trying to quickly at that age of 12, when you're in eighth grade. Uh, <sighs> going through the teenage school, hormones as it is. Right? There's the hormones, yes. there's the bullying, because yes. you know I have a nice Middle Eastern nose that's the, usually <laughs> double the size of my peers. So that was that caused a ton of bullying, and um, I had every reason uh, to look at this country and say, "Man, maybe it's not the dream country. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's not what my mom thought it was going to be or made it out to be. Things could have been better for me, more comfortable for me in Jordan. Nobody would make fun of my nose over there. Right. No one would even see that as a problem. They right. thought I was handsome. Here, I'm <laughs> ugly. What's going on? And you go, you go through that. And then you don't have the right sneakers because yes. now, like, if you don't have Nikes for $180, you have nothing. Like, you're, you're no one. And, you know, you go through the fashion show of high school because that's what it is, like yes. a fashion uh, place. Uh, and if you are not wearing the best and, and don't know how to obtain uh, the proper clothing, uh, you are the laughing stock in that school. So uh, through my, my, my upbringing, I had every reason to quit. I had every reason to, to become part of the stats uh, of immigrants that don't make it, that, don't, that end up relying uh, solely on what the government can do for me and there's nothing I'm going to do for myself. Right. Uh, but uh, I chose differently. I, I, I had a, I took on a job at the age of 12 while going to school uh, full time. Sarah, I, I, 
I share this experience in the first chapter of my book, how this 12-year-old boy who has a job already full-time for three bucks an hour, by the way, below the minimum wage. Right, exactly. Exploitation. In the country, yeah. you know, uh, uh, wants to help mom for doing what she did to bring mm. him and his siblings here. Uh, the kid gets uh, jumped while he was making a delivery. So uh, a bunch of kids, you know, beat him up. He's thinking, oh my God, they want the money. They want the $40 from the delivery. They're trying to beat me up to take my money. Because that's what people do that for. Like right, they exactly. Money, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, but then he had this boss that expected that he's going to deliver and always, you know, come back with the money and be a well-behaved kid. And he was worried about, you know, upsetting his boss. He protected the money, and and try to protect his face as much as he can from from the fight. Uh, but when the kids almost almost killed him and knocked him unconscious. The main bigger kid was wearing a Jason mask from the movie Friday the 13th. All right. He kneels down and he says, go back to your country and leaves. And that kid had every excuse to just stay right there. Maybe go back to his country. Yeah. Maybe maybe look forward to the age of 18 when he's no longer uh, dependent on his mother to just go back to his country and and, and try to get uh, a, a more comfortable life there. But instead, he stays, he defies the odd one after another. Uh, and it really, this happens at the age of 16 because things get worse before they get better. Mm. And at the age of, 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 of 16, he, he has this final phase, final trial before his pivotal moment uh, which which was a self-discovery moment at the age of 17 and a half that then turned this kid's life upside down and he started to just pursue every good thing in this country. And and I, I, I kind of summarizing to give you an idea of, of, of uh, you have a choice. Yes. Perspective is a choice. Yes. And uh, uh, even the people that go through the most pain somehow come out stronger more beautiful because they chose yes they chose to see the pain as their power they chose to see the the obstacles as their stepping stones yes. to greater things as you stated earlier in the show right you know i think the best teachers are those that have gone through it the word through it because they were willing to face the pain face the struggles in that discovery they discovered the courage the strength their abilities the beautiful instrument of what they were here to do and i've interviewed some people who have heart-wrenching stories of what they've gone through in life and you won't blame them for cashing out because humans especially have been so utterly cruel to them and yet they decided to go through that pain and that struggle and stand up to be a beacon of light of others who are going through it and that to me is the ultimate success and enrichment and abundance of life now i don't care how much money fame or anything else you've got to stand there having gone through all the struggle that you've gone through and stand there as a beacon of light to help others going through that struggle is there any greater gift no, there's not. And I, and I actually talk about that in my introduction, why I wrote this book and how I define success. Mm -hmm. The world defines success 
uh, through money and status and mm-hmm. and you know you're the CEO and you build a company and you do. success is an issue of living a meaningful life. Yes. Today I, I'm here with you living a meaningful life. Everything I've gone through, my mother has gone through mm. today has so much meaning mm. and value. It, it blesses other people and, and, and it inspires other people. Like you stated, being that beacon of light. Yes. That's, it, that's true, true success. It is. You know, and it's, we, you have to step into some sort of faith for that. And it doesn't have to be a religion. You know, the universe, we are all made out of particles of the universe. Science has proven that. We're all made out of that beautiful cosmic energy, right? And the faith that whether you choose, you know, that I had a a person, a pastor who used to be on the, um, have his own show here, and he called it Gus, uh, God, universe, spirit. You know, it's it's all the same thing. It's just how we choose or whom we choose to to give it up to and to to absorb the energy from. The whole point is, it is to look at that there is always something more powerful than you. And it's not there to lord over you. It's there to empower you to do what you're meant to do. I agree. I agree. And that was the pivotal point after 18 months of darkness Mm. that I experienced. You know, my mother, after everything she has been through, at the age of 16, when I turned 16, uh, I chose to go in the wrong direction. Mm. I chose to join a group, a gang of kids that gave me something I was searching for called acceptance. Yes. They didn't say, go back to your country. They said, welcome to this gang. You know, they didn't say you have a big nose. They said you have big courage and we could use that courage, you know, to defend each other. Mm -hmm. And, but that was just, we were doing the wrong things. And, uh, I never had to, I never thought about notifying my mother when I would get home. I would just get home when I felt like it, but at 9 PM, she's waiting by the door. Yes. 10 p.m., she's on her knees praying, Lord, please bring this boy home. I don't know what he's doing. Right. And she did that for 18 months because she had no clue what was going on in my life. Been there, done that. Day. I have yeah. three. You <laughs> <laughs> mean these so gray hairs are here for a reason? <laughs> God bless you because my, my mother did 18 months with me. and uh, But God... Mm-hmm. The universe, mm-hmm. right? Science, where you yes. want to call it. Doesn't it. matter what it what you want to label. It. Yeah. And her experience, it was her faith in God yes. that 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 somehow supernaturally turned a light on for me, a switch on for me 18 months later. If she had stopped yeah. in the middle of that 18 months, encouraging me, trying to show me a different perspective. Maybe I would have stayed there and the trajectory of my life would have been just like anyone else in that space. But uh, she didn't stop. She kept believing one day my son is going to awake. One day my son is going to realize who he is and who God made him to be. 
And that happened 18 months later. I was 17 and a half. My last year in high school, I was known as the bully, the bad kid. Mm. I've been suspended numerous times for beating up kids that were picking on my younger brother and mm-hmm. um, wore that with pride. And my grades were terrible. And I wore that with pride. Like I didn't want to listen to teachers. Right. Rebellious to... all the way. So rebellious. It was, it was a, a sense of empowerment for me. Yeah. And then the light switch, uh, switched on. Um, and uh, it was also through my mother's faith. Yeah. You know, and, and that I, I, I gave my, my own faith an opportunity to see if it would accept me. And I realized that religion has failed me. My whole life religion has failed me. Uh, institutions have failed me. But when I uh, got rid of that and, and, and did a direct connection, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. A direct relationship with God. Yes. That's what changed a, 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 a gangster kid's heart. Yes. <laughs> and and made me realize maybe I could be a father one day. Yeah. And a good one. Maybe right. I can be a good citizen and a husband and, 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 and have a family of my own one day and make it different mm-hmm. than I saw it. And never turned back from the age of 17. Today, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 35 years old, going on 36 years old, and, and, and uh, a good uh, nearly 20 years, 19 years have passed since that decision, but I've never turned back. And because I never turned back, the, it's like, you know, in, in economics, you know, we talk about the beauty of compounded interest. Yes. There's this thing called compounded grace, you know? Yes. <laughs> so so you, you, it just gets better with years. You know, yes. just don't turn back, keep moving mm. forward. And it gets better with years, meaning more doors will open, uh, better things come your way. And they just, you're constantly surprised with beautiful things as more time goes by. And today I stand here interviewing with you, Sarah. <laughs> In good <laughs> vibrations. But I have to turn back a little bit. My son is a year older than you. And my son went down a dark road and... Uh, there was a while there that I just couldn't be around him. And I said, look, I love you to bits and that will never change, but I cannot endorse the path that you're on right now. I can't be around you while you're on that path because everything in me, it's tearing me apart to see you go down that road. And for a while there, we just didn't really have any interaction. And then apparently one day he was at a crossroads and he knew that if he carried on down that path, would he be alive much longer? And he said it was, my love for him now i wasn't around him at that time my love for him that he didn't want to, i was tear up when i say this that it stopped him and said no i can't do this to her i can't do that she believes in me she loves me i can't do this to her and he changed direction today wow. he has his own restaurant he is a person that's discovered clarity he's on his journey of 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 that exploration and he's a person who's a pillar of his community uh, but there was nothing I could do at that time other than, like your mom, pray. I couldn't intervene. I have very strong-willed children. They don't fall too far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and it was their self-discovery to make. All I could do was white light them. Please show them a different path. And everybody comes to that crossroads when you say, you know, looking at your future, 
is it that path or is it that path? And I don't care whether you're young or old, you know, there's many, many people that that crossroads only happens later in life. You know, they haven't done anything wrong, but they they got the, the perfect job. They married. They have the 2.2 kids. They're in a job they hate. They're in a marriage they're not really committed to. They're not really connected to their children. And then one day the cosmic two by four comes along and says, it's time for change. Right? And so you had that epiphany young in life. My son has had it young in life. And that is beautiful because now you're not going to waste time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, 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 I say to myself, if had I only had that epiphany uh, four years earlier, I would have been a gra I would have been a grad graduate of an Ivy League school, like just four but years. Would you have appreciated it in the same way? I don't know. That's no, you see, you're you're a graduate of life experience. Not everything has to have a diploma at the end of it, right? Yeah. You know, you have a diploma of life experience, which you are putting, I have a word every year, my word this year is actionism. You're putting your experience into actionism, right? What do you go to school for? Gain skills and tools, come out with a piece of paper and hope to get a job that you can put into actionism. Right. Your, your diploma is the is the actual the book and the actual exuberance of living life. You're yeah. in actionism. Yes, 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 I am. I am. And you so, had to go through that experience to understand the value of life. That is so true. And when you shared about your son, I, I, I was tearing up. Um, I always tear up at that. <laughs> Sarah is if it wasn't for your love. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the image, the only image of God, right? They say God is love. You were the only image of God and hope to your son. Yes. Because of that love. Yes. And if you haven't uh, given him that love, where else, where else would he have that option? I mean, he had to come to memory. Yes. I cannot do this to my mom. I cannot, I cannot give mom this. Yeah. She gave love. I gotta, I gotta give her something better than this. And that was the, 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 the wake up uh, moment for him. Yeah. And just, I, I, I'm so grateful that you do what you do because uh, there's obviously love all over you and, 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 and never bet against love. It always like, it brings it, the best reward. It's the only e-commerce in the world that is worth anything for, you know, I mean, if you are filled with love, you're the richest person in the universe, right? So, it, you know, it's as corny as it is and all the beautiful songs of love. When we step into love, we're literally stepping into a higher hertz, a higher frequency, higher vibrations. And in that state of love, you cannot knowingly harm anyone else. It's against the entire chemistry of love. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the power of love right there in you, flowing through you, Sarah. This is amazing. Amazing. But you've done that yourself, you know, because you're a go-getter, clearly. You're an achiever, most certainly. But it is, you know, right from the top. It's a, your mom. The, the way she prayed for you, the way she sacrificed for you. Um, she brought you here to have a better life. At first it was, I'm being beaten up. What, what's better about this? You know, and, but you chose to go through it. Uh, you went through the whole acceptance thing and then, okay, this is great to be accepted, but do I want to be accepted in this way? Surely there's a better way. And you had your own epiphany. And that's the beauty of life. It's, it is, we are always going to have some wonderful epiphanies. 
it's it's being still enough to recognize them and what to do with them yeah. right not la 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 oh no doom and gloom there's nothing else for me out there there is always something out there for you it's up to you to discover it and walk it that is so true that is true i get to now take the example of love i saw in my mother yeah and now demonstrate it to my wife mm-hmm. to my children mm-hmm. all three of them mm-hmm. you know, they they range in age from from as little as three to as old as 10 turning 11 in a few more days my nice. oldest uh sophia and um i love these kids more than i could ever like describe there is there's no words is there <laughs> Yeah. There's no, there are no words in the vocabulary that can describe a love for a child. Yes, yes. And, and wow, you know, her husband better be like close to perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, That's always a girl's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's dad going to think? <laughs> and then my two boys, my goodness, like, like, wow. You know, I know that they're going to grow up loving their spouses the way they saw their dad mm. demonstrate love to his wife and to them and to their kids. Um, love is so powerful. Wow. I don't know how we went from go back to your country or, or stay <laughs> and defy all odds. We're defying uh, all the odds. We're going to going reality, back to your country. <laughs> the reality is there is an amazing love story. I don't get uh, asked about it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm doing interviews, there's a love story in here. Not only the love of a mother to her child, but how I met my wife from the mm-hmm. moment. She was my first girlfriend and only girlfriend and finally wife and mother of my children uh, through an incredible love story that's woven into the text with all the other things that were transpiring. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I proposed to my wife, I went to her older brother and to her father and mother. Mom and dad separate, but first I wanted to get the older brother, you know? Yes. I told him how I felt about his sister. He was so gentle about it, so kind and excited uh, that he almost gave me permission, go talk to mom and dad, you know? <laughs> I talked to mom and dad and say, this, on her birthday, I wanna, I wanna be engaged to her. And uh, they said, okay, that's great, no problem. We, we, we go out to dinner for her birthday. She has no idea what's coming. She knows it's her birthday. So she was expecting a celebration, right. but she was expecting a proposal. The proposal came. She said, yes. A, a few weeks later, I was hanging out with her parents and they said, Isa, um, you're talking about this wedding, you know, but not right now, not right now. You know, you have to make at least 40,000 a year before you could like, you know, support yourself what if you guys have a baby and and like if you're not making forty thousand dollars a year right now um you're not ready for marriage Mm -hmm. so you're engaged but work towards getting married in the sense like you can't get married in nine months or in a year like so they they wanted me to make a certain amount of money but they never stopped me from the engagement right exactly (laughs) yes they're just looking out for their daughter and the security ring Um, and then, but that was my motivation mm-hmm. to like, I mean, I went to my boss and I said, I want to get married to get married. I need to make $40,000 a year. I'm only making 
20,000 a year. Like, how do I go from here to there? What can I sell? How can I grow? How can I become a personal banker? I just got my job as a teller and I became a service specialist. And now I'm like, I, I need to sell to, to, to go to the next position. What do I do? What do I have to study? And, and that drive, you see it in the book, in the second half of the book of excelling from in my profession, all had to do with trying to get married. Right. <laughs> Finally, Love propelled you. <laughs> and I got married, another epiphany took place. So now here, I'm at the height of my career in banking at the time. And I lose my, my passion to go further in banking. Mm. And, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to discover why. You know, I'm this like walking, talking advertisement for this company. Like they, they love everything about me. I love everything about this company. But it's that I had fulfilled my goal. Right. My goal was to get married. Yes. <laughs> which I made it and exceeded. So that's when my wife and I said, okay, well, what is our goal as a married couple? Mm -hmm. Which then propelled me, again, clarity, discovery, yes. propelled me to say, well, I want to open up a real estate firm. That's really what my my new goal is as a husband, because now we're going to have children and, you know, we want to we want to build something for them that is meaningful. And I don't want to do the nine to five mm -hmm. salary thing. I discovered my capacity. And as a result, I want to put it into a business. And so we build a business and the business led into more business and more. And and um, now we, we figured out what we want. Our, our, our goal was. Uh, our children. And then it became about empowering uh, people outside of our family. Like, let's go and give young people that were in the same place I was mm -hmm. an opportunity to get a profession that's, that's, that, that's going to help them get out of poverty, yes. to live a better life, to yes. break generational curses mm -hmm. that they've been carrying from their parents and great grandparents. And that's what we happen to do right now. You know, 10 years have passed, 12 years have passed. We're going to be celebrating 12 years, my wife and I, this coming May. And uh, uh, it's, it's a matter of, 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 of you know, it's, it's that story of love that got us together and got us married. Yes. And then when we got married, we didn't just stop there and like lean back. We just, right. we did it. Uh, let's just take whatever life gives us. It was all right. So what is next? Our children, we're going to, yeah. we're going to have children at some point. And, and now we're, you know, we got three of them and then it's about the community and other people. And, and I'm so, I'm, I'm just, you went from, I need to do this to forming a partnership of, we are going to do this. And yeah. now like, let's incorporate us in doing this. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And you say again, so rewarding. Where's the foundation of all of that? It's all based in love. You can yeah. achieve anything when there is a love foundation, a love generator. Yeah. And, because and, uh, you want to share the love that you have out to other people in any way that they need it. And opportunity is a great way of sharing that love. Because as you said, it gets them out of poverty. It stops them going into that GAN. It gives them some self-esteem, self-approval, yes. the, the permission for self-discovery. In, yeah. and, and that ability to be able to grow is not given to too many people. And when it's coming from that place of love, I want you to feel the love I'm feeling in my life. And here is the opportunity. You've got to walk the path. I'm just yeah. giving you the back path and the map, and I'm there to support you. 
Yes, and that's and that's what I do for for a living. Yeah, I, isn't it wonderful? The, the map in 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 a real estate career, a real yes. estate finance career. Um, you know, we have a, a real estate. I opened up a real estate licensing school because I just wanted to hurry and 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 mm. and and get people into a career. You know. Yes. And um, you know, it's it's I'm living the the true American dream. You know, and and. You know, I talk about it as the American dream because obviously I'm in the United States of America, but it's really uh, uh, my definition of, of the American dream really is the world dream, right? Is, yes. Is being able to live a meaningful life every day is yeah. full of wonder and surprises and challenges are just opportunities. It's a matter of perspective, you know. Every challenge is could be seen uh either as a detriment or as an opportunity. And, you know, having that lens is like wearing yeah. perfect glasses, yes. like, you know. Clarity, yeah, yeah, you know, binoculars, you can see more clearly. But let's face it, when you look at each and every country, now Europe is steadfast in, in very long tradition and there are a few immigrants, of course, you know, lately in the last few years with Syria and everyone escaping, it's different now, refugees. But when you look at every country, I'm in Canada, you're in the States, um, New Zealand, Australia, you know, these are countries that were made of immigrants. So when America is great, it is because of all the people that have come to that land to seek the opportunity to put the heart and soul into it, to make it great for them and share that greatness with others. It's so true. I mean, um, the United States of America is, has been built by immigrants. Yes. When we look at like famous companies, like Fortune 500 companies, um, these companies have been founded by immigrants mm -hmm. and their children, like 45% of them, I should say, have been founded by immigrants and their children. Um, you don't hear that type of talk, no. or that type of truth revealed no. in media now, because they want to, uh, they want to make the immigrant look like the one the that's crossing uh, a border illegally, yes. Yes. Uh, committing crime. Uh, but it's re in reality, when you look at immigration as a global word, it's a very positive. I mean, think of, think about it. Someone leaves behind yes. everything they know. Yes. That, that act within itself yes. is defying the odds. Exactly. Is courageous. Yes. Right? To leave what you know, where your parents gave birth to you, where you, your neighbors, your school, mm -hmm. like your, your sense of safety, to then go somewhere to do something better, to, to grow. Uh, that alone, just the movement, the migration of people is an act of faith within itself. It is. And it could get lost in all the drama that's that's perpetuated on, on, on media. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're... we're you know, we're seeing, I mean, here in Canada, we're seeing um, a lot... We have a huge Asian um, population. And the brutality of the Asian population at the present moment is absolutely disgusting. And it's all to do with, you know, the virus. Um, yes. And, you know, of course, in, you know, um, if you're from Jordan or any of the Arab countries, Bin Laden, so everybody likes to put a little title along with you. It's, it's you. Uh, okay, now, would you put your hysteria away? Would you, you know, put a blindfold on right now? Listen to this person and tell me how different is he from you? How different is she from you? 
are we not all looking for the same thing in life to embedder our life to find a meaningful purpose to step into love to share that love with community does it really matter what the vehicle is that we're in the skin that we're in isn't it about the heart soul yes yes should we not look deeper yes we should absolutely absolutely you have no right to judge agreed agreed and and, and that's why i i wrote this book because mm -hmm. we've been misjudged we've yes. been categorized yes it, and 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 uh, uh you need you know I'm, I'm hoping that this book uh is just joins it, this book just joins uh the immigrant the real loving powerful immigrant narrative that's happening that no one yes. is talking about right um my hope is that it would give light to it that it would yes. it would give a person the proper lens when they're seeing immigrants that they're just humans and actually determined ones uh that want better things in in life i'm probably more uh driven and productive because of that yes. right they don't come and sit and on you know and uh, and get um social assistance they come and they know that they've got to immerse themselves in and get a job and learn the language and and find a community and they've got to get going with this yeah. as this country isn't there to pamper them it will give them a hand up a leg up but they've got to be willing to step up and they come with that perspective and that attitude yeah i i, I call immigrants having an edge the, mm. that i call the immigrant edge yes that immigrant edge is is you've already just coming to another country gives you an edge you yes, have yes. a greater desire you've discovered things along the way of coming mm -hmm. to the us you've discovered how courageous you are you discovered that the other side of something that seems impossible the other side is good yes. you know that you're safe that yes. you'll make it so then you could approach every obstacle in that same lens you'll work hard Harder. That's why you'll notice a lot of immigrants. They show up early. They yes. they work late. Uh, they're they're willing to stay the extra hours, go the extra mile, uh, do the extra service because they know what it's like in their in in their journey to not have as much yeah. opportunity. So they yeah. they fully seize the day. The day. Yeah. Yeah. I have a restaurant friend who's who only employs immigrant people. He does it for two reasons: one, to give them a chance. You know, they're integrating with public, they're learning the language more. But he said also because they are so much more reliable. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. they, they, you know, they're, they're there, they don't want to get sent back. So they know that they've got to get there and prove themselves. Um, you know, if we think about it, there's a few countries and North America is one of them where there's a lot of pampering. Yeah. And, you know, we are all we are all it doesn't matter who we are what the title is what's in the bank who your daddy is we are all here to be participants to contribute yes. and in our self-discovery of what our instrument is that we're contributing it isn't about um you're owed or you're entitled no no nobody's we're all entitled to be treated with respect with love but you've also got to treat other people the same way what you put out is what you're going to get back right so it is about our participation and if you want a better world then be a better person and contribute in a better way i agree you you couldn't said it any better than that um it's it's 
you know, you, you reap and you sow, mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, you, I should say you, you, you reap what you sow yeah. and um, you keep sowing kindness, you know, you keep yes. sowing love. Oh. Uh, what a beautiful blanket, <laughs> lovely flowers. And, and, and that's what you get in life. Yes. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, it takes a little longer to see the harvest. Mm. The harvest is coming. You just have to keep sowing and keep selling and and the harvest and when the harvest comes it's overwhelming and um can you wait long enough for the harvest right the patience and persistence is you know the two p's that need to be there and perseverance three um you know about the bamboo shoot you know you you plant uh, the seeds of a bamboo and you know i have this wonderful picture of showing kind of um just a carrot head just a little leaf showing out and then somebody else with big leaves and of a carrot. And I, mine's bigger than yours. And then underneath the earth is a tiny carrot with the big leaf and there's a big carrot with the tiny leaf, right? We don't know what's growing underneath. And with bamboo shoots, they can take up to five years to grow. And you, for the first so many years, you don't see a thing, but you still got to water and nurture it. But when it grows, it can go 200 feet in a matter of weeks. So it is about, you know, oh, I haven't had any success yet. Oh, well, you know, where's my ship? It hasn't come in. Patience, persistence, one foot in front of the other. Be the plotter. Keep seeding, keep sowing, because one day you're going to see that beautiful forest rise up. Right? But don't give up. But Pivot give sometimes, up. but don't so give up. Really, the, the secret is in really not giving up, because sometimes and you see images of this sometimes you're you're this close like you're you're in a cave you're breaking all the rocks to try yes. to get to the gold yes and you just give up inches away just inches away from your breakthrough and really that's when things get hard and you feel like giving up that's when you put more action that's yes. when you go harder yeah that's when you use the frustration to fuel you to keep going yes and you'll realize but by the time you look up that you're in a different place, you're in a much more comfortable place. And other That's people want to be a part of that place. You know, we, we are all energy. Every single thing we touch is energy. Every particle, every word we say, every color, every water, everything we eat all has energy. The energy in which you, you know, gratitude has an energy. When you, you know, with the reason why do people say prayers before they eat? Yes, thank you to God. But it's also gratitude for the food that is there. It's giving it energy. Now that food's energy will fortify you, right? So it is the same thing of that energy. Feed the right energy and watch it grow. It's not meant to be contained and boxed or just plugged in. It is meant to grow out in resonance in like a symphony and just reach as many people as it can. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you are so full of positive <laughs> energy. Wow. Thank you so much. This is, I'm having such a great time having a conversation with you around this. You know, your age group, I have three kids in, in that. I have um, 32, 36, and 38. And it's my 32-year-old that any second now is going to make me a grandma. They've all had their struggles. You know, they've all had their journeys. My, my 32-year-old um, four years ago went back to school because she finally decided what she wanted to do. My 38-year-old is a wanderer, a traveler, 
I don't know how many countries she's been to around the world and the, the way she shares the photographs and the stories and the everything else. And she's that that butterfly that everybody wants around them because she's just that kind of exuberant energy. It is not for us to dictate what our children should be. We are custodians of our children. It is for us to water and nurture and put in their backpack skills and knowledge they need to know along the way. But living your life through your children is allowing them to live their life, right? Yeah. Not imposing your life upon them. That's agreed. Agreed. My mom says that all the time, <laughs> you know, because she knew what it's like for her husband to be chosen for her. Yeah. She wanted to make sure she doesn't meddle in the affairs <laughs> of her children's love lives. <laughs> yes. So, so um, it's so true. It's so true. So um, you, your mom left your dad to come to America. My mother left my dad. Um, With very, three children. Very tough, uh, very tough process. Uh, and in also, Jordan, yes. Yeah, and, and one custody of her children. Also tough for a woman to do. In yes, my God, yes. And, uh, and, and, and she remarried and brought us uh, to the U.S. And... Um, Wow, it was it wasn't easy at first, but mm. now she gets to be grandma. Mm -hmm. Now she gets to be uh, happy and yeah. and see and and actually enjoy the harvest she had planted nonstop for years. She had a vision. She sure did. And she was willing to do whatever it took to fulfill that vision for the betterment of her children's lives. Sarah, when you says that, what runs through my mind is, is a story that I tell, you know, when she was in this desperate place to do anything, mm -hmm. anything to get us, she would take her passport, apply for a visa, get rejected, you know, then she would go again. And then her friends would say, well, well, why don't you just rip up your passport and then just say you lost it. And then maybe they'll give you a new passport. And then when you get a new passport, they don't see all the rejected stamps and maybe they'll approve you and after her second time doing that she she almost got arrested because it's a big deal losing a passport <laughs> any country <laughs> yes arrested for that uh and and she leaves you know she leaves the immigration uh the embassy the u.s embassy uh, in tears mm -hmm. uh in jordan and and then you know She's, she's approached by, by someone who tells her, well, if you're looking for a visa, I've seen you here all the time coming and coming. If you're looking to get a visa and you keep getting rejected, we have a way. And then she listens. Okay, what do I have to do? Um, and then it turns out to be some crazy scam that she yeah. got involved in where they want, uh, they want her to pay 11,000 dinars to then possibly get a visa. And it was like through like thugs and gangs oh, yeah. and she decided oh my god I, I i just figured this out this is this is not a legitimate service she went to try to get her passport back and she was uh she was met by men that uh, like uh caught her uh and and put her in a in a room and said you wait here and she was just like thinking oh my god they're gonna either rape mm -hmm. me kill me no one will ever know where i am mm -hmm. and right there in her in her darkest hour I, that that desperation brought her to she said you know like god 
you know, save me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I want my passport back. And then she, you know, an Sorry hour passes. Sorry about the banger, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no worries. It's for my daughter's baby shower. It comes up oh, in every show. <laughs> and it won't go away. <laughs> and, it, and look at that, you know, the background pops up right in the middle of the story. Where the rainbow of hope. Rainbow <laughs> yes. And they give her her passports back and say, we never want to see you again. And, and you know, she, she comes back and... Uh, her desperation to do whatever it takes took her to all kinds of dangerous yes. places. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and she made it through them. And finally, the right angle came through. And, and, and she found the love of her life, who became her symbol of hope, who then uh, was able to bring her to the United States and bring her children with her. And so when, when you say, when, when you started talking you know, about whatever it is that we're, we're, we're willing to do whatever, you know, my, it reminds me so much of the qualities of my mother and what she went through. A young lady willing to do whatever to just get her kids out of this country and leave because she's trapped into a family structure yes. that limits them. And so she did it. And, and, uh, Made it, and, and, and she reflects on all of this now. She gave me permission to write about her journey. Her. So my journey can make sense. We had to tell yeah. her yes. story. Um, I, I honor her. Good for you. you know, in this interview, I honor her. And I honor her with this book. You know, um, well, you wouldn't be you without her, quite honestly. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you're your own person. But from the seeds of her love and persistence and tenacity... Yes. It, it has made you up to find that courage and strength yourself to pursue. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just um, reminded of something. I just, um, I watched the Megan and Markle, um, uh, Megan and Harry, um, Oprah interview the other day, you know, the, the leaving of the Royal family, the why, the persecution that she went through. And I went to bed after seeing it and I can't, I can't sleep. I got up and I just wrote an article. And is that I know that, you know, first and foremost, I know there's going to be the haters that are going to come out there. And, you know, all that hate is a reflection on them, you know, on the person hating, not on Harry and Michael. I commend their struggle because they walked away from a quote, quote, cushy life. But the price that they were paying of this illusion mm. was too much for their souls to bear. And they honored their hearts and their souls and their love for each other and said, we're not walking away from service. We're going to continue to go and do service, but we're going to do it in honor and authenticity of who we are, not the puppet strings. Mm. All right. So, you know, he's a person of privilege, has been all his life. She's worked since very young. She's mixed race. She's gone through her own shoot, right? We think that people in high profile, don't have to struggle. What is that? How many, how many people through this COVID year have we seen? And this is one of the things I love is that all the talk shows have had to go to Zoom. Yeah. So you're seeing people in their own environment, no makeup and hair, being honest. And the conversations have been so deep and being so honest. And what it's done is say, let's take the facade off the glitter and the glam and let's look at the person and love them not only for what they do but for who they are not the illusion of who they are and i think the illusion whether it's you know you've got a big nose and you're from jordan 
you must be, you know, or whether it's white privilege and you must be. The whole thing is, let's take the illusion away and let's get down to conversation. Yes. With love. So true. So, so true. And, and I watched the interview. Mm-hmm. And my, my family and I, we got together, we put it on. Um, I didn't watch it live. I watched the recorded yeah. version a few hours after, or it could have been the, the yeah, the few, few, a few hours later. And, um, and uh, fascinating, mm-hmm. fascinating leaving behind like yes. this place everyone dreams exactly and, yes, and the fairy tale prince that. in the palace yeah in the name of authentic love yes and uh so powerful so isn't powerful. that an inspiration i would say it, inspiration begets invitation it's an invitation for other people out there that no matter who turns against you there are more people with you yes and what do we tell people Please don't try and live up to somebody else's expectations. The greatest gift you were ever given was your heart, soul, and spirit. Light it up. Share it with others. Because that is the greatest gift you'll ever have. That is so true. So your book is that inspiration. Your story is that inspiration to a young immigrant, to a young person or anybody facing diversity, even even the families that have been here for a while that are still living traditionally, Mm. right? It is about if you want it enough, you're going to find avenues to get it. Even if you go down the wrong path, you know, and it feels all good, but you know that the conscience is nagging and going, oh, very well, mate, all oh, very well, mate, but this is the path you're meant to be on? I don't think so. Okay, I need to change. And the willing to do the tap dance of life because we're always going to be pivoted to the left or the right. There is no straight linear path. It isn't about the destination. Life is about the journey. The journey, yes, yes. And you're living it. You're an example of it. Your book is an example of it. Wow. Wow. You just took a quote right out of my book. My my closing line, my closing line of chapter one uh, says, native or foreign, I want to remind you that your power is seldomly found at your destination. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's built during your journey. When you said that, it brought me to, to my closing line of chapter one. Amen. That's up the, the rest of my book. And, and the journey is where, where everything is. Isn't it exciting? It isn't is. it, isn't it, is. it exciting it to have this feeling of exploration and wonderment of what will tomorrow bring? Yes, yes. You know, it, doesn't that open up to possibilities? It's, it's endless possibilities. Yeah. Endless possibilities. And, and uh, you are proof of that. I am proof of that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh I mean, it took me when I came to Canada. I came from South Africa as a Brit. I went to South Africa with my mom and I left South Africa. Most exquisite country. But the part I got to me and the male chauvinism, I just couldn't stay there anymore because I couldn't fight for the apartheid and the male chauvinism. I was just not going to be demeaned anymore. And I came to Canada because I had friends here. And I came in on a year visa. And when it came to me applying for my immigration, I went to the immigration desk with my papers. 
I was being sponsored by my boyfriend. I'm talking to a British guy that had gone to South Africa, that had come to Canada, were getting on like house on fire. And he said, and is your boyfriend here? And I said, yes, he is. Uh, call him over. He came over and my boyfriend, who then became my husband, no longer together, but my husband, who's Chinese. The guy looked at him, stamped my passport. You've got 10 days to get out. Wow. And it took me, um, I went out, somebody helped me get back in on a work visa. And every time I applied for permanent residency, I was told uh, that they uh, deliberately lost my papers because I still had permanent resident of South Africa in there. I went back to England with two of my children and there was a chance of whether I get back in or not. I happened to know uh, one of the consulates of the Canadian things through his daughter. And he said, we're going to change your passport. We're going to apply in a totally different way. And it took a few weeks and I came back and I was finally uh, um, an immigrant. I'm a white British woman and I had difficulty five years before I could get my papers. Prejudice is everywhere. Judgment is everywhere. Assumption is everywhere. everywhere. Right? It's so true. You know, I, I had somebody read my book. Uh, American, all American girl. She's my mother's age, actually. Her ancestors were came to America in the 1600s. Like mm. super American. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and Founders. She read my book. And she read the story of the 12 year old boy getting jumped. She, mm. she came to me and, and, and told me about how it empowered her. It, it excited her. The book was, she, she was telling me all these great things about this book, but she said, but I hope it wasn't my people that did this to you. Yeah. I, 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 I feel bad. And I said, Nowhere in my book did I disclose the race or ethnicity right. of the group of kids that mm. jumped me. Why do you carry this guilt? Yes. That like if someone, uh, if someone was mistreated, that it was your people. Right. You know, please liberate yourself from that. Please. Yes. And it's, your it's, people, it's, my people, aren't we all? We're, exactly. Yeah, we're a human race. And, 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 and now, like, you know, th there's this sense that if you're white, yes, right, that uh, you have to apologize. Yeah, yes. Yes, I know. Nice I, I know that that is the latest trend. Oh, I'm sorry for being white. <laughs> yes. so in a way, she was apologizing yes. for things that maybe didn't even happen by... I, didn't even, I, I don't even describe the ethnicity of my boss who was mean, but... Yeah. You know, some people claim it's not about the race of the person. It's about the character of the person. Exactly. Exactly. If exactly. that if that character chooses to mean, belittle or attack another person, it is their own insecurity and fear that is within them. It's not the person they're attacking. And it doesn't matter what color they are, where they're from. Every color has insecurities. Yes, yes. And the reality is every color, every race, every yes. country, every, yes. every heritage you come from yes. has its good and bad, but exactly. you are not responsible for any of them. No, bad. you're only responsible for yourself and your yeah. own actions, your own character, your own heart and soul. Right? Yes. Exactly. And yeah. completely, we need to get over that.
Yes, no, quickly. Really, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's press the speed the button forward. Get over it, please. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's disheartening, you know, that yeah. you have to walk with your head down because of a great-grandfather yeah. uh, that you think may have uh, mistreated people. Um, it's, it's not right. It's, no. it's not right. You're responsible for your actions. Your own no. choices. Oh, exactly. No. And, you know, you also, we all make mistakes. Nobody is holier than thou. Um, we can't turn around and point a finger at someone when they make a mistake because first look in the mirror. We've all made them. Mistakes are not failures. They are lessons. Yes. The failure is when you do not learn that lesson. Yeah. Uh, and yep. you will repeat it until you do. Um, yes. I have done things that I wish I hadn't done, things that I'd said I wish I hadn't said, thoughts I wish I hadn't thought, but they have made me up to who I am and made me more conscious and aware now today. I have learned from those mistakes. So even if we say something to someone and it might be perceived as the wrong thing to say, instead of coming down with them on a hatchet, with a hatchet, just mm -hmm. say, just like to point out that that might be perceived as being a negative. It's not to condemn or, or belittle the other person. It's just to let them know that in said in that way, it might. And you don't want the person to start feeling, oh, I'm so sorry you're in that. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware. I would change my verbiage. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we want to persecute people all the time. Can we take persecution out of the vocabulary and action altogether? Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and use uh, words of kindness to confront. Yes. You know, bad things or bad choices. Yes. Um, it's, we have so much to learn as a human race. <laughs> We're slow to learn. But, you know, the energies, the whole thing about COVID, you know, and this is not, again, as I say in every show, this is not to belittle the losses. There have been far too many losses, you know, not just the people that have died, but the families that have been left devastated. People who have lost their businesses and the, a lot of loss in itself. But I like the Celtic Room Haglas, which is disruption. You have to have disruption before you can have clarity. We spring clean in order to have order. We are going through that spring cleaning, that disruption right now. We don't want to go back to normal. The normal was dysfunctional. We have this year and what is still to come has been a, a lesson in compassion. Who We used to revere those pedestal CEOs up at the top there in their ivory towers. Who do we revere now? our nurses, our doctors, our janitors, our truck drivers, our grocery workers, the yeah. people that kept us alive and kept us going. They're the heroes. They're the everyday people that without them, where would we be? So we need to put things in perspective and celebrate every single person, not just those that are up in glitter. Agreed. I agree. It's so true. It is so true. COVID has, um, without belittling anything, I mean, it's it's been devastating. Yes. In so many ways, but yet, at the same time, it's been eye-opening. It has been an awakening. Yes. Uh, Liberation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and and, 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 and an invitation the, too, uh, right? Yes. And, and yes. think about like how many fathers and, and mothers like actually started to pay attention to their children. Like, yeah. And, Appreciate and the teachers a great deal more. Have family time and, and like put puzzles. I mean, I, yes. th this season we built so many puzzles that 
I I haven't had the chance to put a puzzle together in a while and COVID I'm I'm in puzzles now with my yeah. kids. You know we're 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 you know doing the 50 piece puzzle all the way to the 1500 piece yes. puzzle. Uh, and and COVID brought us in that space and um in in a way that's how you could find gratitude even in the midst of painful circumstances exactly i hate the word competitive um and criticism and um and uh, um any of the words that suggest that you walk over other people to get what you want um it is about the empowerment it's about empowering others, collaboration, I'm a huge one on, cohesiveness, compassion, creativity, caringness. Um, we really can feed these words and use these words. And when you see the reaction from other people, when you just turn around and say, thank you. Thank you for being you. Or acknowledging that they yes. Yes. <laughs> like, how are you? Like, right. I see you. Yes. I yes, see yes. you. We've gone around for too long, you know, on the phones and, and ignoring everybody, looking, being so self-centered. Now, you need to be selfish to go in and live from an inside-out life. But it is yes. for you to then become generous with yourself. Yes. yes. And a little hello and a smile and how is your day goes an awful long way. So true. I, I, I remember the saying, I, I would hear it a lot and I would share it a lot uh, because you had mentioned that competition and stepping over other people yeah. to get to what you want. It resonates with this, the saying that if you could help other people achieve their dreams or the more you help other people achieve their dreams, the closer you're going to find yourself achieving your dream. So you could get to the top. Yes. Whatever your top is, you could get there, but you, you have to choose which tools you want to, you want to use tools of competition and tarshan, uh, tarnishing yes. and criticizing others so that you could look better. And or, abuse, yeah. And abuse, right? Or do you want to use the build tools to build people, help them get along yes. further? push them to their next level. And the more you do that, you could get even to, to heights you can't get to it with, with the other tools. And, yeah. and I, I'm so big on that because in real estate, you know, we help people find their dream homes yeah. or sell a home, find their dream home. And, but yeah, you know, perhaps our dreams haven't been fulfilled yet. And, and I tell people, if you just keep helping people, doesn't matter. Just keep helping them. Things will get better and your own dreams you're going to realize them and it's 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 such a different uh it's just a different view on getting to the top yeah we don't even know what our dreams are until we're willing to explore right sure. you know it's like it's not about you need a dream and a plan and everything you know i'm going to do this by this and that by that no let that throw that out you know just be willing to explore and you know i'm if you are just looking to go up well a tower can waver and crumble and fall, right? You're reliant on the people in the foundation to keep it strong. And you're so detached from what's going on, right? So how can you have a cohesiveness there? But if instead you're locking arms with each other and creating a circle where I empower you, you empower them, they, they empower them, look at how empowered that circle is and everything that is in the center of it. 
Yeah, so true. That's what you're doing with the real estate, with the helping people get their thing. You're empowering them. You're teaching them. You're giving them that, that tool and that skill to go and explore their own liberation. And at the same time, my, my ex-husband um, is in the real estate, has been now for 30-something years. Um, it, when somebody moves into that home, and it's not a house anymore, they didn't buy a house, they bought a home. And their furniture's in there. My daughter, literally, um, last week I was over there. My son was making food for her, you know, for the oncoming baby. And we were helping move furniture into her. I passed down the, the dining room suite that's been in my family for generations. It's 120 years old. It's now in a new home. They built this home. And they literally moved into it on the Thursday. We were there on the Monday. This baby's coming any moment now. They haven't wow. got any doors on on the inside, but it's their home. It's not a house. They didn't build a house. They built a home. And when you buy a home, it's your sanctuary. It's your haven. It's your palace that you're going to, you know, bring up your little prince and princesses. So, yeah, people think real estate is just about good commission and this and that. No, you are matching a family or people to a place that becomes their sanctuary. Yes, absolutely. And it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And, yeah. and you're right, beyond the commission, beyond mm. uh, the economic part of it, it's so rewarding. You're helping people get to their dreams. Yes. And you help them get to their dreams enough, you'll get to your dreams. That, that smile that you get in your stomach, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know, that, that gut smile that you get when somebody, you hand them the keys it's yours. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. You know? After going through like a brutal uh, process of obtaining financing and, yes. and, and meeting all the criteria of underwriting, yeah. and, um, I know that world uh, too well. Uh, and at the end, you get that, you get that uh, feeling of we did it. Yeah. We did it's it. It's ours. Yeah. It's ours to do with. Yeah. Um, it's sharing the love, yes. right? It's yes. sharing the love. I mean, that's everything. It doesn't matter what you do or who you are and how you do it. It's about sharing the love. Share your heart and soul and nothing will go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people are drawn to that and they yeah. can see that. And, and then they'll refer their friends and their family. Yes. And, yes. And, and that's, that's, that's the best form of compliment, right? Is the sharing. Yes. yes. Right. The sharing, um, you know, that referring when you refer someone, it's, you know, um, I will always go to somebody who can refer someone rather than just going through the yellow pages because anybody can put in a tinseled ad. And, yeah. But when you're referred, then you know you're getting somebody of like energy, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the or stay and defy the odds. Well, you've definitely defied the odds. Um, you've not only that, you've thrived the odds and you're sharing that thriving forward. So many people, you know, go back to your country uh, and they say it to like the Indian nation, the native Indian nation. Hello. <laughs> you know, they were here first. You know, um, that embitterment, as I said, is ignorance, it's arrogance and it's fear. And, you know, you can either educate or you can walk away. Uh, please don't take it personally. Right please don't take it personally understand that their fear is based out of that ignorance 
um, it's not a reflection on you personally. So, so true. I, at the end of my book, I wrote a letter to my 12 year old self. And, you know, as you're saying this about ignorance and don't take it personal, I, I, I talked to this 12 year old boy who was, you know, at the time he was bullied and, yeah. uh, and, I, and I say something that I'd like to, I'd like to pull up if you give me a second. Yeah. Uh, in, in that letter, you know, I, I, I talked to him about that. Um, and, 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 I'm, and I'm going to, um, yeah, there it is. Lastly, when people hurt you, forgive them. If they hurt you again, forgive them more. I've seen what you've been through. Don't take rejection personally. It's usually done out of, a, out of ignorance instead of truth. Now watch this. If people knew where you've been, and where you're going, their perspective would change. Yeah. Give and each other the time of day. Yes. Yes. So I, I, you know, what you just said, I mean, came right out of my book. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is a book that everyone, aligned. and it doesn't, we are so aligned. It's yeah, aligned. exactly. Exactly. The beauty of it, of your book, it's not talking to any Pacifics. It's not talking to the immigrant specifically. It's not necessarily just talking to the people who are around immigrants who don't know what to do. It's talking to everyone. There's a life lesson in there. And there, there will be when people read a particular chapter or saying or something that will resonate. And yeah. what you want, you want people to pause and reflect. Yeah. Is this me? Do I feel like that? I didn't understand that. Now I know better. And that's what it's about, folks. It's about always educating ourselves. Uh, and because when we know better, we do better. And when you hear somebody else's story, that struggle, what they went through, it isn't for you to say, oh, I'm so sorry you went through that and forget it. It's about being conscious of others that are going through it and what can you do to help them. So true. Wow. I hope the book does exactly that. And, and uh, we're, we're, we're doing everything in our power to spread the word, to spread the message. Have, having me on your show, you're helping me achieve my dream. You know, you're helping me get this work in front of your audience. And that's such a blessing. And I know in, in doing that, uh, more of your dreams will come to a reality. The energy begets energy and it constantly grows. It sure right? Does. We're all in the flow. So how do people get hold of the book? How do they get hold of you? Where do they follow you? Tell us, tell us, tell us, please. Sure. And if um, so, they want to be a part of your real estate, you know, <laughs> sure. <at> all. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is the part where I get to tell you a little more about how to get how, everything I do now at this stage in my life. So go back to your country.com, right? Very easy. Go back mm -hmm. to your country.com is where you could get not only uh, purchase my book, but uh, see uh, reactions, uh, endorsements, uh, videos about the book. Um, you could also get more details, some, some exclusive information, uh, more photographs that didn't make it to the book uh, are on the website. Um, and uh, uh, you could reach me there too. You know, you could reach me. And today I, I am in an incredible position to help people. I mean, uh, I am in the real estate brokerage business. 
I am in the real estate education business. I am in the real estate development business. And I am in the real estate finance business. So if you need any of that, if you have a dream of getting a mortgage or getting a property, you know, uh, I could plug you in somehow in, yeah. in, in my world uh, and help you. Uh, if you're looking for a career in the state of New Jersey, I could help you. Mm -hmm. um, if you just want to have someone that you could chat with and follow mm -hmm. and, and, and follow on Instagram or Facebook and just have a, someone who, who shares positive posts. And it's not all it's, it's not all uh, a news feed that reflects what's happening in the world, yes. uh, uh, newspapers, but a news feed that reflects all the positive things that go on day after day. You would want to follow me. I'm easy to find. Isa Masharbash. Uh, Can you spell that name for the people listening, please? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, as I spell it, I'm going to also put it on the screen. Right. So I-S-S-A for the first name. And then Musharbash is M-U-S-H-A-R-B-A-S-H. Musharbash. This is the challenge of being an immigrant. You know, we, don't get, <laughs> yes. we don't get the easiest names, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first and last name, Issa Misharbash. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you could Google my name. Google has a knowledge panel associated with my name at this point because now I'm an author. Right. Yes. So the algorithms, you know, yes. give me a knowledge panel. So um, you could read about me as soon as you type my name on Google. Um, and I'm here to serve, uh, Sarah. I just want to serve at the highest level possible. I want to serve any any of your listeners that just want to anything, anything. I'm I'm here and I'm at your service. To be, you know, that for a long time I was a servant, in in that uh, the expectations of me, of what to give, made me feel like a servant, almost a slave, rather than somebody being of service when you are actually in service of choice and it comes from your heart, soul and spirit, that is one of the most beautiful things that you can be in because anytime that you can help somebody in some way, shift their life, lighten up their day, do anything that is positive, it becomes another beautiful light within you. So it is about being of service, but first and foremost, serve yourself because you need to be abundant so your cup can run off over yes so true thank you so much thank, thank you. you so much this has been an absolute delight most certainly and uh, we need more of you out there so you know keep sharing yourself you can clone yourself if you like but i won't object to that and you know it's the more we share that light the more we share that positive energy the more we we sing that dance, the more it resonates and, and filtrates into other people who gave up, right? And it's not about giving up. You can pause, you can feel sorry for yourself a moment, take a breath, but then get back up because there's so much more to walk towards. Do not think this is it and why should I move forward? This is just the bad space you're in right now. That 12-year-old was in a bad space. He thought about going back to Jordan at 18. The gang saved him from doing that because it gave him validation until he realized ah, the wrong validation. I need to go elsewhere to truly honor my mother's journey, my mother's faith in me. And look where you are now. Right. You're sharing it forward. And that is what we're all here to do. Share it forward. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you. And thank you for giving me that opportunity, Sarah. I really appreciate being on your show today.
I really appreciated you being on my show. <laughs> it's been an absolute delight. Remember, folks, we are the love. We are the light. We are the solution to every problem. We've just got to be willing to get there. Go back to your country. That could be said to so many people. I prefer the other part. Find your resilience. Make something out of it. We all have struggles, but those struggles define who we are, why we are, and what we can do. And boy, are we awesome in our flawsomeness. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.